It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to sparkle. Oh, there's the microphone. Uh, hello, citizens of Sparkle Town. This is your deputy mayor speaking. Sparkle Town is a municipality that intersects and overlaps with the city of Berlin. It is ruled by the Contessa and its citizens are... Anybody stuck in quarantine. Anybody listening to this. So in today's episode, we will be speaking to... Fanny Headache. Fanny Headache. That's uh, H-E-A-D-A-E-K. Just in case you need to... Oh, and Fanny with an I-E. Very true. I'm an old drag queen now. So, here's the question. Is this episode, season four, episode one, or season three, episode six, because we haven't quite figured out the uh, audio issues? I think it should stay at six until we can, I think it should stay at season three until we can fix all the audio. Okay. Because we still need some more equipment, and I just don't see my way cleared quite yet. Right. That's, um, the problem isn't this... So much on this end, and as with uh, Skype or Zoom or what have we tried? We tried Skype, Skype and Zoom. Skype and Zoom. Um, a Skype with a microphone with Marvin. Yeah. Skype without a microphone with Santana, and Zoom without a microphone with today's guest. Right. So we want to first apologize for the bad sound quality. We're trying to work it out, where somehow we get people to record their end. Uh, which then should be uh, fairly good and sound and send it to us and then I can edit it all together. That's the idea. That or can't I have a queen over? Well, a quarant queen? Quarantine queen. Quarantine queens, yeah. We'll see. Uh, There there is something to be said uh, to following quarantine rules that one person from outside your household is allowed to come and visit. We've already broken that rule, I'm sorry to say. I mean, not broken that rule. We've already... We've we, had one we've person had come one over. One person You're saying over. I can only have that one person? Well, I think that's the point of it. Okay, is... darling, you get to come back. <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to get a visit from a queen tomorrow. That's special. That's very special. And um, there has been promises... Uh, there have been promises of masks and gloves. Yes. So... But, um, yes, yeah, so, so that's for a special little project, which we will talk about later. Not today. Not today. Not today. Today, we are speaking to Fanny Headache. Yes, I'm so excited. And it's actually for the second time. Yes, because as a part of losing the computer and having to get a new one, some other things got... Some things disappeared. Lost in the process. Yeah, honestly, okay, I don't think it's gone. It's just that we don't know where it is. Exactly. I don't quite know where to look. So this will be a very contemporary, just recorded just the other day on Fanny Headache's balcony. You will be able to hear some birds. You will hear yes. some um, um, sirens. Well, that may have been on my end. Doesn't matter. You'll still hear them. <laughs> um, so it, and I've tried to edit out every time that it just goes for three or four seconds. So, yeah, hopefully you will understand what's being said. And if anybody can't understand, please contact me or Fanny, and we will fill in the blanks. And so here it is. Where are you from originally? 
I'm from the north of France. Uh, I'm from a little city in the north of Paris. Um, this is a quite bourgeois city. <laughs> uh, this is uh, really conservative. This is the only city in France, like the, no, one of the two cities in France where you had a concentration camp in uh, so during okay. during World War Two. So you can imagine what kind of city it is. Uh, and um, yeah, but it's a, so. I mean, the region is really nice. It's uh, I'm from Picardy, and so this is the region where you have all the beautiful cathedrals and uh, the biggest cathedrals in the world are there. No one knows it, but so it's really, uh, so it's actually a really beautiful region, but it's, um, well, it's really conservative. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's a weird region, but I'm, I'm from there and I studied in, uh, in Lille. So it's the biggest city in the north of France, like close to Belgium. Uh, that's something really dif different. It's a really nice city, and if I think, I think if I go back to France, I will go live there because it's amazing. Um, yeah. Well, what what brought you to Berlin? Why Berlin? I, I did. Uh, I when I was twenty five because I used to live in different countries. Um, so because I always like to move a lot. Uh, because I couldn't find my real home, I would say. Um, and then when I turned 24, 25, I uh, decided to do what we call a European volunteership. Mm -hmm. So it's for young people um, just to have an opportunity to work abroad, to do some, some voluntary work. Um, and I worked, so I went to Berlin because what I wanted to go to Berlin because I visited it once when I was like younger and I liked it but I wasn't like oh my god this is Berlin you know and I worked for uh, for um, street theater festival for six months as um, PR, a PR manager stuff like this um, and helping with the bookings and stuff like this and then I fell in love with Berlin and I decided to stay. And as I always say, so it's uh, when you survive one winter in Berlin, you can call yourself a Berliner. <laughs> because I know so many people, not really, I know so many people who want actually to stay because they just arrive in summer and it's all beautiful and nice and you have so many parties and everything, it's fun. And then winter, winter comes and they go. <laughs> because winters are horrible here. I live so I live for ten years here now. <clears throat> how uh, how long have you been doing drag? Uh, I'm not actually. I don't know exactly. I mean, what do you mean? So when how was long have you been performing? Performing. Okay, I did some other kind of performances before drag. Also, as I was a child and a teenager, I always liked theater. I'm coming from also a family where my mother did a lot of theater and my, uh, my brother is um, himself a comedian um, and an actor. Um, but yeah, I was also like doing theater and puppetry and stuff like this, but more like as a child and young adult, I would say. I also worked in the theater 
uh, but not as an actor, but working for uh, for um, marketing for the theater. Um, and the first time I really performed in drag <laughs> was in my classroom when I was 16. I did like an interpretation of Barbara Streisand on a trip to Italy. It was for the Italian class. Uh, so, yeah, it was, I don't know why, but yeah, I was dressed as Barbara Streisand or as I thought Barbara Streisand would say, it would look, look like. And uh, yeah, um, this was my first drag performance, I would say. And, uh, and my first drag performance in Berlin, like real drag, was with, uh, with the House of Presidents, uh, who I would say five years ago, okay. maybe. Yeah, I'm an old drag queen now. Officially. I love you all. <laughs> I, I, as, uh, as Penty would say, uh, so because Penty is always like introducing me the same way every time. And she said, like, she's one of the oldest members of the house. Yes, I am one of the oldest members of the house, uh, house by age and also by uh, performances. I mean, mm -hmm. this, I'm mainly performing with the, with the House of Presence in four or five years now. So, yeah. yeah. How did you choose your name? Um, Giza. How did we get Fanny Headache? Yeah, yeah, Giza chose it for me. Ah! Giza. Yeah. So because uh, this is like the fun, so fun fact, uh, Giza and I started drag together uh -huh. um, and I started a little bit before her and uh, she was not doing drag, but she was doing the karaoke thing Yeah. Uh, as Colin, not as Giza. And uh, one day she wanted to try drag and so I came to her place and I was telling her, okay, so you should do this and this and this so officially so unofficially i would call myself like the mother of kiza folk unofficial but we started like uh, i remember it was one day at her place and uh, um she had to perform for like a show at pansy's uh, i was uh, when Penzi did those uh, shows called pansy uh, uh no cc it was called CC. Um, and she had to do a performance there and I helped her to get ready. And uh, then we had a lot of fun and everything. And I did also like a little bit of drag makeup on myself. And she, so I kept my beard and she told me like, you look like Captain Haddock, you know, from- Yes. Tim? Yeah. So she, she told me, you look like Captain Haddock. And so then it turned into like headache. Uh -huh. And uh, so, and then, so we were talking about slangs and stuff like this. And she said like, oh, you know, actually like the name Fanny does mean also like the Fanny in English. Mm -hmm. So in British English, like the Fanny. And I said like, oh, I have a lot of friends called Fannies in France. It doesn't mean exactly. So it doesn't mean anything at all. I, I thought like, but that's actually a good, good name, Fanny Hendrick. Like it sounds like a uh, never ending PMS. I love it. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's how I kept my name. Actually, that called me, so gave me like this kind of name. So, and it stayed. Oh, it's not the best drag name ever, but I think it's a funny name. Oh, it's so great. I didn't want to. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't want to 
Well, I didn't want to go for uh, something like obvious, you know, like you have so many drag queens called like uh, Bella Cox or stuff like this. And I was like, oh, no, not really. So I wanted to have kind of a fun and weird one. And headache, I think it's nice because I'm always doing like, I'm trying to do every time like performances with a message behind, so behind this and where you have to think twice about what you've seen. Um, yeah. So that's why I think it's funny to be called headache. You've also started adding, at least that I'm aware of, there's some pole dancing going on. Yes, uh, I'm taking pole dancing classes for about three years now. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually because this is also, so Giza and I, we have like a lot of common history because we're friends for a long time now. And I met Giza um, when we used to play rugby together. We were okay. part of the Bernie Bruises and this is how we became Bruises. friends. Exactly. This is how we became friends. And Giza broke my knee ligaments. So during, yeah. So during a training, so I had to stop rugby. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I'm not playing rugby anymore, but I wanted to do something else. And I wanted to, I didn't want to do something too violent or anything. And I, always like dancing so I was like thinking like okay so pole dancing is actually also a really good workout so maybe I should try and I really love this so I do uh, so right now corona I can't I don't have a pole at home but um, as soon as I so as, as, as much as I can I, I do pole dancing I'm not the best pole dancer ever I have, a, I even have a T-shirt where it's written on it like uh, "Words okay, world's okayest pole dancer." Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so it's a. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm, because I, I I I gained on flexibility and everything. I'm better, but I'm uh, I'm not great. But it's, so I love dancing. So and I love doing this. Um, and. Uh, I'm also extremely jealous when I see other queens who can do pole dancing better than I do. <laughs> so, because because it, it became also kind of my trademark when I'm performing at Monster Ronsons. Most of the time I'm also doing a little bit of pole dancing. Um, but when I see like some, some queens and I'm not giving names, but some queens are way better than I am. And so it's just like... But yeah, I do. I do some pole dancing. So there are some I also people who have a natural talent for pole dancing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, some you can say like it's natural talent, or they are spineless <laughs> that helps you. Your asses off! Oh my god! <laughs> now you brought it up. What's your favorite stage to perform on in Berlin, or anywhere? What's your uh, favorite stage? Well, I would say for the crowd and like the atmosphere and everything, I would say like definitely Monster Ronsons. Uh, this is where I feel the most welcomed mm -hmm. and uh, I love this place and I love the staff there. Um, I love the fact that it's also like a little bit tiny and 
looks a little bit cheap and so tacky and stuff like this. And I love this. And I love the fact that they have a pole there too, of course. Yes. Um, it, this is kind of my, my second home. When I'm performing is really the place where I feel the, the best. Mm -hmm. um, but I also really like uh, the SO36. Mm -hmm. It's a really nice, nice stage and nice place to perform in and uh, the, the, the people are also really nice there. Um, so, but for, I mean, for the quality of the stage, I mean, like technical quality and everything, I don't really know. Mm. Well, I had the, the opportunity to perform also in the opera here, in the Deutsche Oper with Penzi. Oh. Yeah, so that was also cool. Um, and yeah, so and I worked also at the Fox Brunner, but I never performed there. I would love to perform there. Uh, yeah, so but I would say my favorite stage is Monster Nonsense for sure. Schwartz is great too, but Monster Nonsense is better. I like Schwartz's stage hang out there, but yeah, Monster Nonsense is home for me. You've been doing drag for a little while now. What has doing drag taught you about you? About me? Mm -hmm. Oh, um, actually a lot of things. I would say first, um, the thing that is, so it's uh, helped me to accept myself as I am way better than before. And that's why also when I'm doing, there, there are a lot of performances that I'm doing about this, about the fact that um, so it's a struggle to accept yourself, uh, especially if you are coming from a minority, um, like if you're gay or trans or, uh, or also like coming from a, a racial minority. So, so like sometimes really difficult to, so to deal with. Um, but I accept myself way better now. So, I mean, uh, for a long time, I was uh, fighting against the fact that I was feeling like I'm not masculine enough and everything. And now I totally embrace my femininity and I'm really proud of it. Uh, and I'm wearing it as really like a badge of honor. I really loved it. So I love it. I really love this side of me. Um, and what also, it also taught me uh, to be more creative to be also more in, um, in communication with others, like how to deliver to, to deliver a message that you know that everyone can understand without patronizing them, or so, so also like giving them, so giving them free room to have their own interpretation. This is also really nice, it's a really a nice feeling. And it also like taught me um, um, support and solidarity uh, within our community mm -hmm. um, from my brothers and sisters from the drag scene um, and also the burlesque scene because I also work a lot with burlesque performers um, and so it's amazing how we support each other I'm really proud of it I'm really really happy about it um, and about myself, it's also, uh, I learned how a performance can be a little bit like cathartic, you know what I mean? Like, yes, so, I do. Yeah, yes, the I fact do. that 
you can you can deal with really difficult feelings that you are fighting with most of the time and you just like give them uh, also room to express themselves because I'm even negative feelings I I do think that you shouldn't fight them but just like accept them as they, as they are because it does it's um, something that your mind wants to tell you. So, and I, so I'm gonna yeah. cry again. <laughs> yes, you were one of the. Every time I'm making you, I'm always making you cry. No, it's a good thing. It's a good thing because it's, it's what you're talking about. It's the catharsis. It's it's getting it out, and you were one of the inspirations for the last one. So yes, I do understand. <laughs> Thank you. I'm really honored that I could like inspire you. You too. Um, but I also love the fact that uh, so something that I really appreciate also now is about myself. Like I am campy and I love camp and I'm doing like campy stuff. And I also really happy to show that so doing campy stuff doesn't mean to do like so to to be stupid and like kitsch. You can do really campy stuff that is bringing like people to think about what it does really mean. Um, so that's why I will recommend everyone to read the the really good essay of Susan Zontag about uh, on camp. Yes. It's really, it's, it's, really really great uh and watch some john waters movies ah, <laughs> so, okay <laughs> yeah so uh this is yeah oh another thing that it also taught me um it's that i am quite talented about so uh, so i can well, I discovered for myself that I can do stuff with my hands too. And so uh, it gave me the opportunity to discover this passion for wigs and makeup. And, uh, this is uh, <laughs> this is great. So yeah. Because you're really doing something other this. than just performing. You are also preparing for other people's performances. Yes, I also do some uh, so for performers and also for um, also for actors, um, for movies, uh, for photo shooting and everything. I won't call myself a makeup artist because I'm not uh, I'm not taught like a makeup artist. I'm self taught through through drag mostly. Um, but yeah, so now it's actually my. Well, yeah, I uh, quit my former career as a social worker uh, to become, uh, yeah, so full-time like a makeup and wig artist. And so I, uh, it's kind of working. And now I also have like you, for example, but right now I'm also working on a, on a wig for a performer who is actually um, a musician, a friend of Black Cracker. Do you know Black Cracker? I do. Yeah, so okay, a good friend of Black Cracker is also like, he actually is my neighbor, we didn't know it. <laughs> so, uh, but he's my neighbor, we met on Grindr, and we were talking, and he said like, oh, you do wigs? Oh, maybe you can do a wig for me. And so I, uh, yeah, so I do this, so I, yeah, I have like, a, I work with different collectives and different artists, and yeah, so doing big wigs and uh, and to be a really good wig maker and doing like amazing 
like scriptures out of hand, but it will take a little bit of time, but I'm patient and I'm really passionate. So I'm ready. <laughs> and you touched on this before as well. A lot of the performers in the, in the drag community have a social or political issue that is very close to their heart. Do you have one or 20? <laughs> I have more like 20 than one, yeah. Um, most of the time I'm talking about, uh, I'm talking a lot about inequalities, uh, social inequalities, um, and uh, especially, and uh, also teaching, uh people from directly from my community, I would say like from, so, so uh, especially gay men, um, for example, um, everything that is not, I w wouldn't say like bodhisattva, but the, 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 the fact that you're never, so, you know, like some mask for mask thing, you're never masculine enough and everything. So I'm, I'm dealing a lot with it in my performance. I'm doing doing a lot of political things too um, about the situation in France, the situation in Germany. Um, I'm trying to focus more about so on France and Germany instead of uh, because I'm uh, I'm in the English speaking drag community so most of the time it's it's a lot about what is happening in America. So that's why I'm also trying to do when I'm doing like uh, performances some so to deal with some political issues here in Germany and in France and in Europe in general. So like racism, police brutality, uh, well, you have this also in America, of course, but uh, so also like environment um, and also um, um, uh, HIV phobia. Uh, I did also like about, so yeah, so healthcare, about sexual harassment, uh, about the sexual harassment in in the media and art uh, fields, like for example in France about Roman Polanski. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, because we talk a lot about Harvey Weinstein, but so we don't. A lot of people they don't even know who Roman Polanski is. They don't. They don't. Or, yeah. So, or they just know him because of Sharon Tate. Um, and uh, yeah, and then you have also like the whole scandal about Roman Polanski who actually molested children. Yeah. Uh, and you were still earning, uh, so winning, winning prizes. Awards. For his yeah. yeah. So yeah. Th this is the kind of thing that I'm dealing with. But most of the time, it's actually inequality, I would say, like as, as a general term, term, like so between social inequality between so poor, so poor and rich, between black and white, between uh, educated people and not educated, or like men and women. So it's um, most of the time I'm doing this. Um, and the political issues that I also hope to kind of open the eyes of, um, especially uh, again, cis gay men, um, because to show them that actually this cis gay world is not the best world, uh, that we have to deal also with a lot of, uh, um, internalized homophobia, a lot of, so we are not tolerant. 
you have uh, racism like rising up in our community. Uh, you have transphobia, a lot of transphobia too. So it's that's why for me it's also important to to deal with it. And especially as I uh, identify as a cis gay man, uh, so I don't identify as uh, non-binary or is or trans. Um, so I think it's also important to have someone who sees gay men to talk to other cis gay men um, and denunciating the transphobia and the, 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 mouth, the yeah. queerphobia that we have in our community. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay, well, I think that's most of what I have to ask you. However, I do know that you can be booked for certain things like having a wig done or getting makeup or being in a show. So how do we contact Fanny Headache to book her? Uh, so there's many different ways. You can send me a pigeon, a pigeon if you want to. It will take some time, but you have time. Now it's Corona, so just enjoy. Uh, dress your your pigeon and send it to me. Now you can uh, you can definitely contact me over on Facebook. Um, I have a Facebook page as Fanny Headache. It's a profile page. It's not like a um, it's not a, just a page. So it's a real profile. So if you want to talk to my persona, you can contact Fanny Headache, or you can also uh, I. I'm kind of an Instagram queen too. <laughs> I have almost thousand followers. So, <laughs> so yeah, so you can you can contact me also like uh, via Instagram and it's at Fanny Headache. Um, All together, Fanny is with I E. I have to say because a yes. lot of people put Y. It's I E and headache is um, like head H E A D and egg because it's actually German kind of so it's uh, A E K on Facebook yeah. and on Instagram. Yeah, and if you want to book me more like for everything that is uh, makeup or wigs work, uh, I would suggest you to contact me as uh, Guillaume, not as Fanny, because it's my work. So um, it's, um, I have an Instagram page for it. It's like at G Carpentier, so like Carpenter, but with an I after the T. Mm -hmm. um, wigs makeup. Yeah. Yeah. And um, are you, uh, you can also watch our, <laughs> our stream show. Is this also possible? I'll come to Monster Ronsons when it's open again. Or do you so have your own I PayPal? Fanny, do you have your own PayPal? I have my own PayPal. Uh, this is actually on my... Um, this, is, this is on my email address. Um, okay. Should I give you my email address? I will, I will find the PayPal. Uh, maybe I can... Maybe I have a... No, I can I, I can look on the. Um, let me check because I think on the I might have also like something like a PayPal me something. Then probably there's a link. For let me check two seconds. Yeah, my PayPal me profile.
just created my paper and me. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, yeah, so the paper, uh, paper me is um, so um, like paypal.me slash funny headache. Okay. And like the Instagram. All right. Wonderful. <laughs> Oh, um, is it over yet? Also, if there's anything else you'd like to talk about, I would love to talk a little longer. Um, we've been in about 15, 20 minutes at this point. Okay. Um, if there's more you want to say, I'll absolutely make sure it gets put in. Yeah, I just want to say just really quick um, that I'm lucky enough to still have an, uh, so a daytime job. So I don't have to apply for IBB money or anything. Okay. Um, so, and I'm doing also, when I'm performing, uh, performing is, uh, I'm not a 100% professional drag queen. I'm doing it on a professional level, but I'm not, this is not my, my income. So mm -hmm. it's not coming from drag. Uh, drag is really expensive anyway, so it's really difficult to make, make an income out of it. Yes. Um, and... So I just want to say that if people want to, um, if they want to pay by me, that's fine. Uh, I'm not, but I'm not asking for any money. And, um, so I would suggest to those people to rather support queens and kings who need the money, especially like the, the refugees or people who are not available. So not, uh, they, they, they can't have like uh, any, state support from right. Germany because of different reasons. Um, and also, um, when I'm performing, I, so I'm also really happy to give the money to people who need that. Um, so it's, uh, it's my former social worker heart speaking, actually. Yeah, <laughs> so if you want absolutely. to support your community, support your community, but choose wisely. Support, support people and institution who need this, like your favorite bar, for example, like Monster Ronson. Uh, yes. Um, but not only. Okay, I just lost your sound and you went crazy. Hold on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. A lot of. Hang on, sweetie, I lost sound. Okay, try again um, after Monster yeah. Ronson's. Yeah, I said also like the, so can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, so I said also like uh, the, the Schwutz and also, as I say, a lot of different associations uh, like Queer Libre and everything that are also like struggling right now. So if you want to support the community, you can support the community for sure, uh, but be aware so where you can give your money and support and even if it's just like so uh, supporting your community by talking about the shows that are online and everything it's also like a good good thing to do so uh, so we are ourselves as the house of presence we are struggling with promoting sometimes it's also sure. difficult so we are really happy about every kind of support that we can have on this that's all I wanted to say. And that's all Fanny wanted to say. I, I love my queens. You hear that? that? It's okay. I have a PayPal account, but I'm not the one in need. Right. <laughs> the, uh, 
the, the that's one thing I edited out was the 30 seconds of silence while Fanny set up the PayPal account. It goes very quickly in this edit, and she's not that fast a typist. It takes a minute and a half to set up a PayPal account. Oh, exactly. Yes. Um, so that's that right. for... Okay, so it becomes episode... Uh, series 3, episode 6. And we will start with series 4 when we can get the sound to work out. Anybody is welcome to contact us at... Thielandrome. At Thielandrome.com. So send it, any email, because all email, I think, uh, goes to you. Uh, one, it goes to one of us. Yeah, info at Thielandrome or hello, hello at Thielandrome.com. That is... And that's like palindrome, except it starts with T H E instead of P A. And <laughs> what? Just laughing. Okay. So something struck me funny. I'm laughing. Okay. Uh, but the point here, be well. I'm glad you'll be able to laugh uh, given the circumstances. It's been a little difficult. It has been tough. Yes. Uh, but you know, it, it's okay to be sad. It's also okay to be happy. At least for a little while. Yeah, every now and again, there there are um, highlights of that. It's, uh, yeah, that too. I think we did. Um, it's okay to be sad, but you shouldn't feel guilty about feeling happy either. I think that's oh, important. Oh boy! <laughs> Here comes another one. It's okay, okay to be happy. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, at least that gives gives us a title. Well, no, it, uh, today's title, of course, is Fanny Headache. Brackets the bad sound version or something like that oh my god <laughs> i apologize if anybody has a solution for how to easily make people record stuff on their end during the interview that would be great please let us know i'm trying to figure out googling on it but it's not necessarily all that easy some of the apps are just not acceptable sorry no. guys um and i don't need to be trying to train everybody on how to use their equipment and then having to send something to me. Right. But if you're on a Mac, you should be able to use QuickTime and you should be able to use Windows Media Player or something to record if you're on Windows. I don't know. And I use both machines. But if, if somebody is on neither, if they're only on a phone, uh, the problem then is if they're doing the interview on the phone, they can't record at the same time because recording calls without uh, explicit consent is illegal in most countries. Yes, it is. So therefore, there are there are some apps evidently that can do it, and I know they're not allowed at all in America, but they are seem to be allowed here, but they're not free. Well, I'm allowed to record, I, but it reminds me when I turn on Skype recording, when I turn on Zoom recording, it says you need to let everybody know they're being recorded. Right. And I don't have a problem with saying that, and so far nobody's had a problem with being recorded. I'm honestly surprised at how bad the sound quality is on uh, Skype and Zoom and uh, FaceTime, because it should be, I mean, it's it, it's a phone call. It should be a lot better. It should be a lot better. But we'll work it out somehow, and that's that. Is that oh, the end wow. of it? Oh, wow. That might be the end of it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye. You are now departing Sparkle Town. Yes, that's right. Even under quarantine, you made it here. Very good. Thank you. Check us out at Sparkle Town Podcast on Instagram, Sparkle Town Podcast on Facebook. 
and um, feelingdrone.com exactly see you next week hopefully <laughs> <laughs>